This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and Kenny Wayne Shepard on Rock 102. Man, do I hate this feeling. Uh, not of the weather. The weather's not too uh, cloudy with a stray shower, a thunderstorm today, and a high of 81. But uh, after God knows how many years of uh, going to bed at night, setting the alarm for 3.50, somehow, uh, last night, apparently, I set the alarm for 4.50. So I did get an extra hour of sleep, hour of sleep, rather. On the other hand... uh, I'm just everything is discombobulated. Was it the uh, the snooze or the uh, AM? No, PM? no, it was separate knob. Why separate knob? Why? <laughs> Why separate knob? Yeah, I know. That's what happened. It's just like it was Jean Paul, Jean Paul. Right. Uh, that he, that crazy bastard. This son of a bitch is yeah. ice cold. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we'll uh, we will muddle along with some kind of a show or something that closely resembles uh, something to that. Oh, we'll muddle all right. Uh, muddling is our middle name. That's right. M- muddle is middle for us. You know, his father was a muddle. His father was a muddle? What, what did I, I say? say? <laughs> it's 537 at Rock 102. Hi, it's Carla from Tommy Car Collision Center, and we're happy to be... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 in ACDC on Rock 102. Cloudy today with a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. And then tomorrow, more likely showers and thunderstorms throughout the day. Today's high 81. Tomorrow, 83. Right now, it is 62 in downtown Springfield. Hey, John, how's about some of that Hollywood trash on Rock 102? Mm, Nah. No, thanks. But, well... I'm just asking if you want to do it. You don't have to. I know. I'm saying that. No. Well. No. Let's not bother. We kind of have to do it because we're told to anyway. Told to? Yeah. Told to. Bob Dylan. Remember him? Uh, Yeah. He's He's, not dead yet. Yeah. He's not dead yet. And he's being sued by a woman who claims he uh, sexually abused her when she was 12 years old, 56 years ago. The woman, who is identified only as J.C., says Dylan befriended and groomed her in April and May of 1965 before giving her drugs and alcohol and molesting her multiple times. I'd like to sue him now for verbally abusing us. Over over the last 50 years. She also says he uh, threatened her with physical violence and his behavior left her, quote, emotionally scarred and psychologically damaged to this day. J.C. is accusing Dylan of, quote, assault, battery, false imprisonment, and infliction of emotional distress, and she wants unspecified damages. Bob's lawyer says her claim is, quote, untrue and will be vigorously defended. He also said that uh, Bob said, nobody understood him. Uh, Bob is uh, 81 now, and J.C. is 68. Uh, this uh, This should go through the courts very quickly then. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's probably not going to live through the rest of the trial. More than likely, he won't even live to trial. That's true, too. Uh, Ireland Baldwin would like you to know that her new tattoo is not Kendall Jenner, even though it looks exactly like Kendall Jenner. But it is a nude pinup girl inspired by a vintage advertisement. Her name, her first name is Ireland? Ireland. Hmm. It's a female, I assume. Yeah, it's Alec Baldwin's kid. Yeah, I assumed it was his kid, but I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl or... Named Ireland? Well, 
some people like to name their kids after countries. I know. I was going to name my firstborn uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> Get but, out of my head. But you? instead, I decided to pull out. Oh, oh, no. That was the joke of the day yeah. right there. Why do, why do we Might even need well. to do that? I don't think we do. Uh, what's his name? Sim- Simu Liu. Do you know who that is? No, I do not. He's the star of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, why didn't you start out by saying that? Well, because I thought you might know. Right? Now right. I do. Of course. I've seen every episode. <laughs> anyway, you d- he did some stock photo modeling back in the uh, in the past. They don't say when. Mm. But he said, quote, I got paid $120 and signed all my rights away to them because I was in credit card debt. Yeah. For 120 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> How old is this knucklehead? You know, I don't know how old he yeah. is, but he's got to be in his late 20s, I think. Yeah. But um, you ever see those, those stock? He's talking about those photos that you see, like, you know, in an advertisement for computers. It's like three people standing around, a, like, an office desk. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the guy in that thing. But is it because he's supposedly famous, or was he just happened to be uh, modeling? He was just modeling I for see. that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I would want my money. When you make it, there should be a clause in there when you sign it. Hey, if I ever make it uh, big one day, if I'm in the ten rings of the whatever the hell it was movie yeah, it was in. I should get another $6. Yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson is single again. Man, no just, way. Yeah. Really? With yeah, that he, kind of personality? Yeah. He was with that, uh, I can't remember what the movie The hot was. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was with Ariana Grande. Uh-huh. Then she dumped him. For another cup of coffee. For, yeah, for another... <laughs> Less than a grande. Oh, you're thinking of the Starbucks grande? Is yeah. that what you're doing? Yeah. And then, uh, and then there was a, this other one. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Divinor or something yeah, like that? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, he's single again and he's on the prowl. So which one do you think is going to pick him up next? Oh, boy. Some, uh, some woman with low self-esteem and very little things going on. Uh, you can buy a crypt next to uh, Hugh Hefner and Marilyn Monroe. Wow. You want to do that? No. $2 million if you're interested. Not. You're not interested Not really, no. Uh, and uh, forget Britney. There's an ugly battle over the conservatorship of Star Trek legend Nichelle Nichols. Okay. And uh, that's... Nichelle, the 88-year-old actress who played uh, Lieutenant Ura on, I don't even know how to say that right, in the original Star Trek. Urethra. It wasn't Urethra. Mm. That was the guy shoving the kidney beans Uh, up there yesterday. Uh, In the original Star Trek series, is spending her sunset years trapped in an ugly conservatorship battle involving her only child and current conservator, Kyle Johnson, her former manager, Gilbert Bell, and her friend and actress, Angelique Fawcett. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people involved there. That's too many people. Yeah, yeah. That's not a conservatorship. That's that, a that's fighting over who gets the goods when she's dead. Yeah, I and mean, who knows how much she's got while she's alive. I don't think she. Uh, Especially if you, if you you know she's. Did you say she's hospitalized or institutionalized? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So all that money's being spent. That's probably why they want to get a hold of it. Yeah. Let's see if we can yeah. speed this process up and get our piece of the pie. Uh, someone made a list of movies that are good but are a bit of a tough watch and only need to be seen once. Okay. Ready? Yeah. A Clockwork Orange. True. I couldn't even get through like half the movie. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough movie to watch. Uh, Pink Flamingos. Never saw it. That's where Divine eats a pig's face and eats dog feces. Okay, I don't even need to see that once. Uh, Deliverance. Yeah, probably just once. 
Schindler's List. Never saw it. Well, I, I was, was making out during it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you missed the movie. <laughs> I missed the movie because make- I was busy making out during Schindler's List. You were ma- making out yeah. during Schindler's List? And a more disgusting display I have never seen. <laughs> American History X. No. That was one. That, that was another one of the, um, what's his name? Ed Norton. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't see that one. It was uh, It was pretty hard to watch, the mm-hmm. one scene. Uh, Hotel Rwanda. Nope. Never seen that. Uh, the horrors of genocide are depicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, 127 hours. James Franco cuts his own arm off. Yeah. I only made it 126 hours into that. Until that last and, and hour. that last hour, it. I said, no, nah, this is too much. Uh, the Revenant. Nope. That's the bear attack. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. You well, just keep in mind that it's... Well, it is a real bear. It's just that it's trained. Yes. Yeah. But it didn't really actually, you know, maul somebody. No, but uh, the actually the grosser part was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio cutting open a horse so he could sleep in its belly. A horse? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty gross. That is that was well, uh, happened in Star Wars when they cut open that thing to keep warm. What thing? What is the, the thing? When they were in the uh, snow, I don't know. What I thing don't, is. I, the thing. I'm talking about a horse. You're talking about a thing. Oh, this was like a llama looking. Whatever the hell. Those oh, it was a live were. animal. Yeah, and then oh. they cut it open, and then uh, Luke Skywalker got inside, keep warm. Oh yeah, that was uh, Jar Jar Binks. No, I don't think they killed Jar Jar Binks <laughs> with a lightsaber. <laughs> You're you're a sick, sick man. <laughs> I don't know. And that is your Hollywood trash from Rock 102. Oh, yeah. At Table and Vine, we have the best selection of spirits to mix up your best summer yet. Find more than 3,500 different spirits to choose from. Try the complex flavor. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. Hey. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, but hang on. I have a mask on. Oh, Tay. I don't don't think the mask was causing that little uh, Um, hiccup. I don't know. So uh, everything today is just whacked. Whacked out. It's totally whacked out. First of all, uh, cloudy with a straight shower, a thunderstorm, and a high of 81. It's uh, 62 in downtown Springfield. Bax is out uh, for the week. Dave Coombs, who has been sitting in for the last week and a half, is also out. Mm-hmm. You and I are here, but uh, I have now been moved to uh, my own studio because of being immune compromised. And, and this surge that we have um, has, uh, according to my doctors, it re- required me to be as isolated as possible, and since broadcasting from home is is not possible uh, because we just don't have the technology yet, pay no attention to that 15 months that we had, um, I am now down the hall. 
Well, uh, it sounds like you're right here next to me. I know, Isn't right? Isn't that weird? It sounds like I'm sitting in my own house in, in Chicopee. It's a very surreal experience. It, it's blowing my mind. It's like I, I want to look at you in the eyes across this board, but you're not there. I know. And, and so here's uh, here's the only so far, because I've been here for less than two minutes, and, uh, and I've noticed two things so far that uh, are freaking me out a little bit. One, uh, no clock, although I do have my phone. So I can I can see that it is six fourteen and and I'm getting a call from someone. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And the second thing is trying to trying to uh, hook into a new computer, which uh, I've never done before. But here's the most important one and, and the most disturbing one. Uh, let me just double check and make sure I'm right about this. Yeah, I have no thermostatic control in this room. Well, it sounds like you're uh, you're staying safe at least. Yeah, well, safe because there's no air passing through here. Right. That's uh, that. So that it's it's a good and bad thing. One, it it prevents me from being able to keep the room cool because I'm the one who always likes the room cool. Everybody else is usually like, "Can you turn off the air?" Right. Uh, and B, it's not circulating all that mold into here. So you know, it's a good news, bad news thing. Well, you have the other mold at the other end of the building. Oh yes, yeah, right. I have the safe mold. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one we've been breathing in for years. Mm-hmm. This new mold—that's yeah. that's a new thing. It's that's like, the stuff that'll kill you. It's like I got down here. I got COVID eighteen, and up there you got COVID nineteen. You got COVID uh, twenty five, and it hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, and then, oh, and then the other thing too. But this is going to be fixed uh, presumably uh, within the next few minutes. Is that I don't have uh, the TV here which I, I need to have. I have to watch TV while I'm doing this. So I so I know what's going on out in the world. You know, I mean, I don't know how anybody makes it without Rich Tedimer in the morning. I don't know how uh, anybody does either. And, I'm, 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 I'm watching uh, online anyway on you, 22. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. See, I'm not facing my screen. That's the problem also. My, my computer screen is to my left, and that's my bad eye. Uh, so I have to, I have to actually almost turn. Oh, wait a minute. I can do that. I can actually turn and, uh, and be at the computer except that I don't remember my login. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem with the new, uh, new lifestyle. Well, only so many people can help you out here with that. Uh, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, how did you log into this computer in this room earlier this morning? Always been logged in. You know that little th- that little thing at the bottom that says "sign out." Yeah, I never do that. Oh, you just yeah. But the computer restarts every once in a while, and you have to yeah. But you put a password in. Everybody has to put a password. The in. Password is all I need to put in. The username is usually there. Oh, I believe it's uh, it's Bosco. Nah, no, no, I changed it from Bosco. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is uh, different. It is different, but uh, we're muddling through, aren't we? Again with the muddling, we have to. It's muddle. the second time we've muddled well, in like uh, less than an hour. Well, we're really good at it. I might need a fan in here, and I hope it's not going to be too loud. Yeah, wait, look at you, you little diva down there. No, man. no, not a diva. You, I just don't want to be a smeller. You and your uh, your moldy tower down there <laughs> making all kinds of <laughs> decisions my, and My demands. ivory molded tower. Your ivory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what else I didn't bring? Uh, I didn't bring my joke book. I'm going to have to run back up there uh, to grab my joke book. Or I could tell a joke today. 
Uh, you know what? That would be easier. Yeah, that, that would definitely be easier. It'll be a lot easier. Yeah, and um, and I now I this is the first time I don't remember the last time I touched buttons and boards. Um, don't even I don't even know if they should allow you to do that. I have to. How I'm, many years I'm in down it, here by myself? How many years has it been since you've seen one of those things? Uh, well, since I've seen one, I saw one earlier this morning. I see one every day. But since the last time I touched one, was that the you used the ones with the dials on them? Didn't yeah, you? they had dials and uh, and abacuses. You know what? I'm starting to get very very warm in here. Well, you know, there's hey, always man. a cooler room down the hall. I need some air. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I think I might pass out. There's, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even know where the closest thermostat is. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even. I think that's zoned down there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it you're is. in a you're in a new zone. Mm-hmm. I can't control what goes on in your world. I'm a, finally, I have a I have complete control of my own world, and it's all wrong. What it's like Bizarro world. Yeah, you. you know what? It also needs a very heavy dusting down here. Well, uh, you got a lot of complaints. So far. A lot of grievances. Yeah, and this is just the first two minutes. Everybody tries to cater to you, yet you still complain about things. Well, you know, I mean, I enjoy, I appreciate the catering, but if the catering does not meet my standards, then, uh, you know, I'm going, oh, what is this little smudge? Ooh, that's disgusting. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, you know, you were expecting like a catering job by the Federal or uh, the Log Cabin. Yeah, yeah. But what you got is catering from Applebee's, and uh, now you're not happy from, about it. From Popeye's or, or Friendly. <laughs> yeah, or Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chipotle probably would have been a step up. But, uh, yeah, I don't have uh... – ooh, boy, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I bet you you'll be back down here in about five minutes. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> It's, uh, wait a minute, I gotta look at my clock. It's 620. 6.20 at Rock 102. <laughs> hey, 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 what time is it? At Hazen Paper, the time is now. It's time to... St- it's, uh, 6.23 at Rock 102. Hey, hang on a second. Okay. I'll, 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 tell right. you, I'll tell you about something while you're waiting for that. Are, are you doing something? Uh, no, no. I'm actually uh, all good. We got uh, tickets to give away later on this morning for the uh, Westfield River Brewing Company, the Breakers, tribute to Tom Petty uh, with special guest, the Eagles Experience. Live at the Westfield River Brewing Company on Saturday, August 21st. You can get tickets and info at westfieldriverbrewing.com. I'll have a chance for you to win those tickets coming up next hour right here on Rock 102. Things are, uh, things are almost perfect uh, down here. What do you mean almost perfect? Well, you know, well, first of all, Steve, n- things are never perfect anywhere. I've come to realize that. You, you can't expect perfection in life. Right. Uh, but I will say that uh, the door has been opened, which has allowed the flow of air from outside the room because it seems like none of us can find the thermostat. Um, and I now have uh, computer access, and the TV is being hooked up as we speak, and uh, that is in my in my world, that is pretty close to perfection. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. things are working out for you for the time being. Well, uh, one of these days you'll finally settle in here and be comfortable <laughs> in your own skin. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see about that. Uh-huh. Let's laugh. Tell me, tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Oh my God, that is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock.
Hey, John. Yo. What do you call someone, or what do you tell someone? Oh, come on now, Stephen. This See, is I your can't first get chance. I know. Well, it's my, I'm, I'm, Dave, I'm, I'm uh, auditioning. Yes. That's what I'm yeah. doing. Uh, what do you tell someone who's on a mission to reclaim their family's stolen water source? What do you tell someone who's on a mission to reclaim their family's water source? I don't know what. Get well soon. <laughs> you get it? Yes. See? Yes. How'd I do? It's, it's my first time. It sucked so bad. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's still better than yours. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. It's 629 at Rock 102, and it is time for news, and uh, here we go with that. Uh, 22 News has uh, this headline that says, Unrest in Kubal sparks concerns for local Afghan veterans. Kubal? Yeah. They've taken Kubal, too, now? They've taken Kubal, too. When will it end? But it's even when you click on it, it's still misspelled when you get to the, you know, the the beef of the story, you know, the the body of the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. The destruction cool in Afghanistan has caused heartbreak at home as many Americans watch the Taliban take over Kubal. President Biden doubled down on Monday, standing by his decision to end America's 20-year war in Afghanistan. Uh, Quote, I stand squarely behind my decision. After 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw U.S. forces. It's why we're still there. We were clear-eyed about the risk, Biden said. So, uh, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, and um, we're talking about how the people were crowding the airport. There's a civilian airport and a military airport. And the military airport is protected and uh, planes are coming in and out of there. But uh, a lot of the people in uh, Kubal um, were able to infiltrate through the the fences that separated the two. And you saw these pictures and video on the news last night of them like climbing up the stairs um, to the jetway that would normally go out to the door of the plane where you get on the plane, you know, and they they take your baby strollers at that point and then they give them to somebody who puts them into cargo. Well, the people were all crowded up that. It looked like a, like a, sta- it looked like a grease pole competition uh, only, only <laughs> without shirtless drunks. And, uh, you know, they're all trying to climb over each other to get to the top of the staircase. But we also talked about how there was this transport plane and the people were swarmed around it as it was starting to taxi. And there were people climbing onto whatever they could grasp underneath the bottom of this plane, like like Tom Cruise in in Mission Impossible. And you only saw the video as the plane began to taxi and what they were saying on the news last night was some people were able to hold on for a little while. And, and then as the plane came off the ground, as it started to take off, the people began to fall off. Yeah. And, it was, and, it was an awful thing to watch. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't, I can't even look at it again. I, I didn't actually see anybody fall. Uh, you know, the video I saw last night on NBC News said it happened, but I didn't actually yeah. see anyone because the plane was already far enough down the runway that you really couldn't make it out. But yeah, yeah there's there's more graphic video on the Internet, of course, because oh, the NBC News isn't going to show you that stuff. Uh, so what do I put in there? Kubal? Uh, I can send you a link. 
okay. once I find it, yeah. but I will do that later on. Yeah, it's like, you know, obviously you're very, very desperate to get out of the country. I, I get that. There were there were other videos of people rushing on to an airliner and so many people that the pilot was like, I'm not going anywhere. We're not, we're not going anywhere because, you know, it's not like people were going there and finding a window seat or an aisle seat and trying to decide where they wanted to sit. They were all just trying to get on this plane that they presumed would get them out of the country. But obviously they're very, very desperate. And to, to grab on to the belly of an airplane and think that you're going to be able to do this to wherever this plane is going? Um, yeah, but John, think about the alternative. Oh, I know. You know, that's what it is. It's not that... What do you, you? The other option is to stay there and be either killed by mm-hmm. the Taliban or be subject to servitude. Yeah. To, to them, I, I realize that, but but in their mind at that moment, I don't know that they're thinking that far down the road or down the runway, as the case would be. I think they're thinking in a more immediate level that I can hold on and uh, and I'll be here when the plane lands. And and you're not thinking about the speed and the air pressure and the 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 wind. Well, the other thing is that they figure maybe if people got on the plane, then the plane wouldn't even be moving. It might have come to a stop, yeah. but it didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was a horrible, horrible thing to to witness. Oh, I'm sure. You know? A uh, Chickabee woman is dead after Springfield police found her with several stab wounds on Baldwin Street on Wednesday. Hamden District Attorney's Office spokesman Jim Lydon said that the victim is 25-year-old Brian Boisel of Chicopee. According to Springfield Police spokesman Ryan Walsh, police were called to Baldwin Street around 8.55 p.m. Wednesday night for a report of a woman injured in an incident. When they arrived, officers found the woman with several stab wounds and began to uh, first aid on her. The woman died at the incident from her injuries. Uh, police homicide unit and the Hamden District Attorney's Office murder unit are looking into the cause. Anyone with any information is asked to call the Detective Bureau or texting crimes to uh, solve, uh, and then your tip. Uh, Wilbraham police uh, were called to reports of shots fired in the area of Merrill Road early Sunday morning. According to a news release, uh, the uh, Wilbraham Police Department uh, said that officers arrived to the area around 3.15 a.m. where they found evidence of gunshots fired at a home from a moving vehicle. No injuries were reported from the incident. While the shooting is being investigated, police believe the incident was intentional, an intentional isolated act. Anyone with information about the investigation is asked to call the Wilbraham police. Gunshots in Wilbraham. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, hang on a second. Hey, uh, Josh, we got we, we have to do this on the air. Sure. Um, why is he so much louder than me in my headphones? This okay. is a te- right, te- technical Yeah, it is a technical thing, but it's one of these things where, you know, because we're going to be on together for like 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, the ability to fix these things off air during 40 seconds of commercials. Am I finally louder than you? You're way, way louder than me. Yes. Not on the air. Oh. Not on the air. It's in my headphones. Well, that's what I wanted. I just wanted to be louder in uh, your headphones. Yeah, yeah, you just wanted to be in my head. That's right. I got to be in your head, John O'Brien. Well, that's how we think alike so much. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're always yelling, get out of my head. But uh, really, John, uh, gunshots in Wilbraham, it's North Wilbraham. No, it's not. 
No, it's not. It's uh, Merrill Road is off of, uh, I believe, off of Main Street. Which is right uh, to near to Boston Road. Yeah, but Boston Road is the north-south divider. That's what separates north from south in, uh, in, in Wilbraham. Well, maybe they're spilling over from north Wilbraham into that area. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe they were firing the gun from north Wilbraham, and the bullets were hitting a house on, south, on See, the south side. I think that's more likely. We shot your house from uh, three miles away. Yeah, yeah. A, this was a stray bullet. We're sorry. Uh-huh. But apparently there were several shots fired. Somebody's, when I saw in, the, uh, in Mass Live, somebody said they were woken up at like three in the morning and heard five or six shots. Um. Yeah. I, there's. They don't have no idea who did it. No, of course so. not. The uh, cities of Springfield, Holyoke, and Chicopee are teaming up to fight illegal dirt bikes. They all said the same thing: riders are becoming reckless, and the illegal dirt bikes are putting everyone on the roads at risk. Uncivil, unsafe. Those are the words used by Mayor Murphy, Sarno, and View to describe uh, what? acting Mayor Murphy. Either way. Uh, no, no, no. He does not get that title until he has earned it. It's acting mayor. Those words used by acting mayor uh, Murphy mm-hmm. and then real mayor Sarno yeah. and real mayor View yeah. to describe the illegal dirt bikes plaguing western Massachusetts streets. Friday night, a 22 News crew captured video of a massive gathering on East Columbus Avenue in Springfield. Almost simultaneously, another large gathering was held at the Pride on Route 20 in the north end of Springfield. Well, it's uh, it's bike night. You're not the kind that they had before. This is what <laughs> this is what happens when you uh, cancel a perfectly good bike night. Then you get a renegade bike night. Uh, I, I'm watching this uh, this press conference last night on the news. I'm reading it also in in Mass Live this morning. It's a feel good measure, you know. You get uh, Murphy, View, and Sarno all together in the same room and and doing the same press conference, and they're all sitting there, you know, standing there saying uh, we have zero tolerance for this, and we uh, we have filed a bill that allows police to impound these bikes and allows the city to petition the court for the forfeiture of them and the destruction of them. And you know it's a, it's a it's an okay idea, but in reality, first of all, you have to catch them, uh, and then secondly, you have to remember most of these bikes are stolen, so all they have to do is steal another one. Mm-hmm. And if you're taking it from them and destroying it, as opposed to trying to find its legal owner to return it to them, uh, that that's another thing I don't understand exactly. But then, you know, more importantly, you have to catch them. And, mm-hmm. and if you're not going to chase them, and in most cases you can't, you're, you, the public safety issue becomes greater by chasing them than it does by their simple existence. Um, one of the other little things that, like in the last paragraph that gets mentioned in this article is also the people who ride regular bicycles dangerously in the streets. Oh, the uh, the wheelie the, people yeah. right down the middle of the lane. Yep, exactly. And and he says, you know, the initial focus is on the dirt bike issue. I get that. Um, although the ones on regular bicycles are easier to catch because they don't have the speed and mobility that a dirt bike would. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're 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 both problems. And I I don't. It's nice to say you have zero tolerance, but. If you don't really have an ability to catch them, they're also asking people, anyone who knows where these people live or store these bikes, to 
anonymously text the police, and uh, and they will come out and uh, presumably take the bike. I don't know how they take it without seeing operation of it, but yeah, uh, they're basically asking you to be a tattletale for your neighbor. Well, and I got no problem with that. Yeah. I would, uh, I would, I you know, I so I played golf yesterday at uh, Chickabee Country Club, yeah. and on the back nine, um, there's some really nice houses out in uh, that border, Chickabee Country Club, mm-hmm. especially the back nine. And there was this dog barking, and I just was like, you know, I'm sure those houses are not cheap. Probably very nice neighborhoods. It's hard to tell because of the fences that they had blocking our vision. But, um, you know, and, and that's there. there's a good example. They made the Chigabee Country Club redesign the first couple of holes of the back nine because um, the people who built houses next to a golf course were surprised when golf balls would fall in their yard. Apparently, they never thought of that possibility. What? I know. I know. It could happen. So so they redesigned the back nine of Chickabee Country Club so that the danger of having a golf ball land in your yard, which kills thousands of people a year, um, would be eliminated. I be I would have less of a problem with that as a nuisance than I would a barking dog. And this dog barked. You could hear it almost on every hole of the back nine. And, and you know, it, it's one of two things. It's either a dog that's left outside all day or it, it's an owner who's oblivious, you know, who's home and oblivious to the sound of their own dog. Mm-hmm. And, and either way, I would be over there as a neighbor. Because, I mean, you, you know, you call the cops at 2 in the afternoon, you know, what are the cops going to do? It's not really breaking a noise ordinance because it's not past a certain hour. I wouldn't call the cops. I'd call the animal control. Yeah, well, good luck with that because you ain't going to get nothing with that. I thought don't they? Have, it's a city. It doesn't have. It's uh, a county, and uh, they don't come out. The last time I, the last time I called them for the for the rabid raccoon in my yard, they basically said, "No, we're sorry, we don't uh, we don't respond to uh, calls anymore." You're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I had to call the police before I shot the thing because I didn't want a SWAT team showing up. But just the idea that that someone lets a dog bark like that for that long, I, I just I, I don't I don't get it. And the number of times I've seen it where the owner is home and the owner either doesn't hear it or tunes it out or just thinks you know well I'd rather have him out there than in here. Well, uh, I don't understand why, uh, like you said, like why people even have a dog if yeah. they're just going to keep it outside all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Even if it, even if it's an outdoor dog, if if you're going to put it outside in the morning and go to work for the day, and be completely unaware of its behavior while you're gone, that's irresponsible. It's very irresponsible. And what I would do if I were the neighbor is I would tape, I would record that dog barking that way. Mm-hmm. And then when I got up to go to work at four in the morning, I would put a speaker right outside their base, their their bedroom window, and then play back that dog barking. Oh, look at you! Yeah, your, uh... yeah. See, this is what it sounds like for those of us at four in the morning. Never mind four in the afternoon. How do you like it? I don't. <laughs> You're like the male Karen. <laughs> you are. I don't like your dog. I don't like your sounds of um, your children or your dogs. You know what? I'm not really the male Karen because I, I won't 
I'm not asking anything of anyone that I wouldn't provide for myself. I would not let my dog do that because of other people's peace and quiet. Therefore, you should not allow your dog to do it and disturb my peace and quiet. You know, I was uh, I kind of had a little bit of you in me last week. Hey, I, I wasn't there. No, I, mean, just, I ain't touching uh, that your, with your a ten foot pole. Your I wasn't going to touch it either. But uh, it, your personality. Uh-huh. I'm in a I'm in a Publix grocery store. Oh, I love right, down in North Carolina. Yeah. And this guy, I'm I'm like ordering stuff at the deli. Mm-hmm. And this guy walks in with no shoes on. No shoes. No shoes. What about a shirt? Uh, he had the shirt. Did he get service? He did get service, and that's the thing that bothered me the most about it. I said to him, I said, where's your shoes? You're not going to put your shoes on? You said that to <laughs> Yes, and he said, <laughs> he said, well, I just came from the beach, man. Now, mind you, the beach is a half a mile away. Yeah. So you, I, I find it hard to imagine that this man walked a half a mile on the pavement. With no shoes. To get to this grocery store. Uh-huh. And then uh, he's like, I don't, I don't have any shoes, man. Well, what do you mean you don't have any shoes? Well, and he wasn't like homeless, right? Like he was just a dude. He's a bruh walking on the or walking in from the beach, I guess. Yeah, but he must have had shoes on the beach. That's what I'm saying. He had yeah. to have something. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I go to check out, and I start talking to the manager, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. "You're not going to do anything about this." And well, we have uh, flip flops for people that come in. Oh, they have store provided flip flops. Apparently, the that guy sounds sanitary. Missed the uh, missed the kiosk for that. Yeah. coming in the door. Yeah, but again, meanwhile, oh no, you're in North Carolina, not Florida. Right. And as I as I continued to complain, I go, God, I sound like what a John O'Brien. What am I doing? Why do I even care about this? You There's, said that I, in front of the manager. I'm of thinking Publix? to myself. No, I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself that I. Why am I even get, wasting my time on this? Because Stephen, people like us. Need to uh, police people like that. Yes, it's a society. We have rules. Exactly. We're living in a society. <clears throat> but uh, I wound up giving up on the argument. But that did but, bother me. But you I, made your point. Yeah, the guy you walking. Made your point. You can't be walking in a store no. without any shoes on. Nope. It's, it, it, the next thing you know, there's no rules. It's like Armageddon. It's like Thunderdome. It's a Thunderdome it? is what I meant. <laughs> right. Yes, it's like Thunderdome. <laughs> Some guy in uh, Stockton, California, went to a Mexican restaurant last Thursday called El Forastero. Okay. All right. He showed up at the drive-thru on a bicycle and ordered water. But then he asked the drive-thru worker to fill his cup with soda instead, and then they refused. So he responded by setting the place on fire. That's a reasonable response. He rode his bike around to the other side of the building and used a lighter to start a fire next to one of the walls. Luckily, the entire place didn't burn down, but it caused a significant amount of damage. And it also looks like there's water damage from the fire department putting it out. No one was seriously hurt, though. The family that owns the restaurant had to shut it down while they do repairs, so a bunch of their employees are out of work right now. They say they've made it through the pandemic, and they'll make it through this, too. He actually did a significant amount of damage? Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the, uh, you know, what the structure was made of. Sounds like it was made of hay or sticks. Or straw. Straw, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the her police are still trying to track this guy down. But they do have a photo of him, and he looks he looks like he would set something on fire. Yeah. Well, if only they had given him that water, he could have used that to put it out. No, he wanted a soda. Right, right, right. He That's, had a one. That you see people do that at McDonald's all the time. They're like, "Can I get a cup for water?" 
and then they give them that little courtesy cup, mm-hmm. and then the guy walks over and puts starts pouring soda from the soda fountain in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, once you start letting people uh, have access to their own service, yeah, you're gonna have a problem. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 81. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 83. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hey, Banks, let's talk about two true icons. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 657 in Rush on Rock 102. Just doing a little, uh, doing a little house cleaning in here. A little house cleaning, yep. huh? I'm in, uh, I've been moving into my own studio, uh... Because of uh, being immune compromised mm-hmm. and waiting for what now appears as though is going to be approved, a uh, a third dose of the Pfizer shot for people who are immune compromised. Uh, don't know when that's going to become available. The FDA is supposedly going to approve it or the CDC, whoever it is. So uh, I've been moved into, was this a, a, has this room been in use all along? Uh yeah, I, I haven't used it in probably two years. Well, that's what I mean. It, I think it is used by other people in this building later in the day. Okay, well, mm-hmm. um, obviously it's not cleaned that often because that's what I'm doing right now. Well, we've had a few cutbacks here around the office since <laughs> yeah. you've been, been away. Yeah. Including a cleaning crew, Yeah, apparently. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going through like an entire thing of wipes here. Just... Uh, I don't like to work in a germy environment unless they're my germs. Well, you're actually lucky you were home, um, you know, last year. Yeah. Because in the beginning of that pandemic, uh-huh. we had no cleaning crew here. Yeah. For oh, like yeah. for like two months. Mm-hmm. And it was gross. I'm sure it was. It, it is down here. Because, you know, we're all trying to protect ourselves from COVID. Yeah. And then on top of that, we got to uh, throw away people's nasty uh, trash from the bathroom. Right. Right. Uh, I just looked at my phone because, again, I don't have a clock in here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's 6.59 at Rock 102. Uh, can I just do give something away before we, oh, please, we do this? Oh, please, by all uh, means. The Westfield River Brewing Company is uh, presenting the Breakers. Tribute to Tom Petty with special guest The Eagles Experience live at the Westfield River Brewing Company on Saturday, August 21st. Tickets and info at westfieldriverbrewing.com, but I have a pair for you right now for caller 10 at 293-1021. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 7 o'clock at Rock 102. They do it with bulldozers, with fitness equipment. They do it with office furniture, too. In fact, they do it right in Holyoke. And if no one told you these stylish... De- Rock, it's 710 and Billy Squire on Rock 102. Now that we're in separate rooms, Steve, I just need you to... Like, give me a 30-second warning when the song is almost over, because I've never heard that one before. <laughs> really? What was, it? what was that, anyway? Uh, that was uh, that was a classic by oh, uh, David Bowie. Oh, I've never heard of before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cloudy with a stray shower, a thunderstorm today, and a high of 81. It is 62 in downtown Springfield. What are they doing on the Today Show right now? Because I, I don't have a TV. Uh, I don't know. The TV's being rebooted right oh, now. Oh, that's right, because, you, see, they're trying to get the TV in my room to work because um, I guess you're only allowed X number of cable boxes from the cable company, So, um, which is really sarcasm because I'm just kidding. That's not true. You can have as many as you have TVs. Uh-huh. But uh, they're trying to move the TV here into my new room. Um, 
and uh, it's it's not it's not happening yet. It's like it's like we've pushed you off to the nursing home. Well, and you need to make your space yours. I uh, I did have my space for 15 months right. in my house, and that seemingly was okay back then. Yeah, but, but not was, now. That was just a rehab yeah. for you. Now you're now moving into yeah. the permanent old folks. Right, home. right. I'm deteriorating yeah. right. into a higher level of assisted living. <laughs> that, that's the problem. So uh, I'm reading this article yesterday. It's kind of kind of interesting here. This 23 year old woman in New York City. She's out to dinner with a friend. And her phone starts buzzing with texts, and she silences it, but they, they just keep coming. And they're all asking the same thing. They're all asking if she has seen this video on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So she finally uh, is like, okay, I got to see what everybody's talking about. So she goes on to TikTok, and a guy made a video saying, uh, if your name is Marissa, please listen up. I have overheard... Some of your friends deliberately not inviting you to a birthday party. You need to know this. So TikTok, help me find Marissa. And eventually, Marissa ends up getting messages because other people have seen the video and they told her, and she watches the video and she realizes she's been left out of this birthday party from her alleged friends. Okay. And, and in fact, now the video has been seen 14 million times. That's how that's how popular it became. So this person who makes the video, or, or these people rather, who start uh, texting her are like, you know what? You and me, let's be friends. Screw your old friends. So she actually creates this uh, uh, group. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they point out in the article that because of the pandemic, it, it, it actually has radically transformed a lot of relationships. Some old friendships have withered from the lack of in-person interactions, and people have forged more online connections to alleviate the loneliness. Not to mention, you know, friends who might be on opposite sides of the whole vaccine thing and end up be breaking up, for lack of a better phrase. So she creates this uh, group or, or this, this announcement, she posts a TikTok video telling everyone who's looking for a new friend to meet at Central Park on a particular Saturday. Mm-hmm. That video goes viral, and on that Saturday, 200 people show up. And for over eight hours, they, they laughed, they played games, they chatted, they bonded, and she started an online community called No More Lonely Friends. Mm-hmm. And now groups like it have formed in Los Angeles and San Francisco, Boston and Washington, Philadelphia, and elsewhere. And it, it's, it's kind of a cool story. I mean, you know, the idea that um, you just go out and, and meet people from the Internet. And I, I mean, they got pictures of some of these people who showed up at, um, at, at Central Park. And when you look at some of the pictures, you can understand why they were lonely people. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I don't mean to be judgmental, but that's my nature. You are just the yeah. worst kind of person. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, did you ever wonder why you're that lonely? But what they don't do, and, and I thought this was very important and it never happened, is to find out whether or not Marissa confronts any of her former friends to say, hey, what's the deal? How come I didn't get invited to this birthday party? Why did you guys, in fact, not only was I not invited, you guys conspired to keep me away. Why? What did I do? 
You know? Yeah. You you want to you want to find out that not that Marissa uh, found a better way to make friends or get new friends, but but you want to hear that she got even with the old friends. You know, that's what it's all about is vengeance. Yeah, but see, not everybody thinks like you, mm. and uh, not everybody, uh, they would rather take the high road yeah, than, uh, you know, your uh, your, what, your Columbus Avenue. What's the what's the high road ever done for anybody except, except get them to Rome? <laughs> huh? I, I, Other than that, taking the high road, yeah. don't bother. Well, Find out why did you bastards... Not only not invite me to this party, but why did you go out of your way to make sure I wasn't there? You are just, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around your ideologies sometimes. I don't know why it's so hard. I mean, you know, do you know how, you know how many times back before the pandemic mm-hmm. when uh, we used to go out places mm-hmm. and, and see people or uh, God save us, that work release, um, how many times people would come up to me and and it, and it wasn't an overwhelming amount of times per location but it was probably at least once at every location that someone would come up and say i completely agree with everything you say i you know i i understand uh, your personality i understand your uh, mm-hmm. your character uh, and i completely agree with you and and they would say it quietly, mm-hmm. you know. They they didn't want other people to know it. They knew this was not a it's not a good place to be. No, because they know there's people out there that want your head on a spit, or a stick, a or stick. whatever. Probably on a stick. On I'm a not spit. sure how you'd put it on a spit. Well, if you wanted to roast it uh, nicely. Well, uh, but you, you got to put it on a stick first to get it over the spit. Either way. And by uh, the way, this head you're going to need a pretty big stick. Well, that's what I was getting at with yeah. the spit thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so people don't, they know that uh, pe- there's people out there that don't like you because you are the way you are. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want anybody to know because they don't want to get, you know, chastised for that. Right. So it, they won't tell you. Did I hear you say that you agree with everything that John O'Brien says? No, I didn't say that. That wasn't me. You didn't hear me say that. I'd right. never say that. Nobody would ever say that. <laughs> What are you, out of your mind? No, it wasn't me. And then, uh, you know, the next thing you know, people are like chasing them with spits or sticks. <laughs> or sticks for spits. But going back to this whole uh, friend thing, mm. there is something that when you don't meet somebody, like you just talk to them online only, Right. there's a huge disconnect that you have from that person. Oh, yeah. Because you, unless you've actually, maybe even, if you, a lot of people don't even speak to each other on the phone. Right. It's, it's strictly like a text thing, and you don't know what that person's like. You nope. don't know what, you know, anybody, you could be anybody you want online. I am. I know you are. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, any, you know, most people, you don't know what you're getting. You don't mm-hmm. know what who you're dealing with. No, of course not. It's, it's, it's like picking up a hitchhiker. You know, it was always weird, uh, you know, having the Facebook account and then, you know, years ago starting that and then going out to places and then seeing people that you've only interacted with online. I know you can't But on Facebook, this. you at least see their picture, right? You might even see videos that they're in. Yeah, but some people don't even look like their picture. You don't even uh, know. And some people don't even have pictures of themselves yeah. on Facebook. Like you, you don't have a Facebook picture. No, well, look at my picture. Look at my face. It's just a shadow. 
Mm-hmm. It's just the the Facebook standard shadow picture. And that's not even my good side. Um, but it is weird when you finally meet those people. You're like, I just never pictured the way you talking that way. Yeah. You know, they've heard us, and you and me mm-hmm. and Bax and whoever, but we haven't heard them. That's the weird part piece about it. And yet the funny thing is, for uh, the length of time that we have had like Facebook and internet stuff, there's still, every once in a while, someone will come up to me and go, oh, now I can finally put the face to the voice. And I'm like, really? With all the all the stuff out there, whether it's TV commercials, billboards, newspaper articles, the internet, uh, you didn't, you still didn't know what I looked like? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't. I said, yeah, well, most people think I'm short and uh, I'm a minority. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think anybody thinks that. <laughs> they, they might. Hey, somebody suggested that uh, maybe uh, those friends were planning a surprise birthday party for that woman. Um, uh, I got to believe, although it's not necessarily directly addressed in this article, that that is not the case. Because otherwise she would have known about it. I'm sure this whole thing happened months ago in order for her to put these groups together. Um, but again, I mean, you look at some of the pictures of some of these people gathering at this place and you're like, oh, I see why you don't have any friends. <laughs> you know, I worked with a guy years ago that not many people liked at all. Uh-huh. He was very much your personality and mm-hmm. very, uh, curmudgeon and uh, complaining about things all the time. And, yeah. uh, he was, uh, he was a little more extreme. He was very rude and messy, and, oh, God. you know, I that kind of, kinds of people. it was it's just a, I know you hate those kind mm-hmm. of people, but it, so it was your personality plus the messing part because you're very clean and organized. Yes, I here. am. Uh, and then when he finally retired, we all decided to have a retirement party for him without, without him. him. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so much a retirement party as it was a celebration, a celebration of his absence. A bon voyage yeah. party. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you see, uh, I texted you a photo of uh, the people in, in this article that uh, make me say, okay, now I get an idea why you're alone. <laughs> Did you get it yet? Yeah, I can yeah. see what your point yeah. there. You yeah. know, I mean, first of all, everybody's wearing name tags. And um, there's this one guy who's got a foam cervical collar on, obviously some kind of injury, and he puts his name tag on the cervical collar, which, eh, you know, I mean, granted, he's wearing a wife beater t-shirt, so there's really nowhere else to put the sticker, but um, I want to know the story behind the cervical collar. I want to know how you put a collar on your cervix. Uh, No, that would be on the other person in the picture. That would have to have the <laughs> collar on the on the cervix. Anyway, it's uh, 722 at Rock 102. Your home is overdue for some upgrades, but contractor horror stories... Port Plains yep. leaving uh, the tarmac at... Uh, what did the 22 call it? Kaloob uh, uh, or something y- like yeah, that. Yeah, now I can't say it wrong. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, they, they swarmed the airport at Kabul. Kubal. Kubal, uh, yes, Kubal. And, um, and some of these people were like just grabbing onto the belly of these transport planes, like, uh, Tom Cruise and mission impossible. Mm -hmm. And the, and the plane took off with some of them hanging on and many of them, if not all of them eventually fell off. And you, and you see the video of these people, you know, plunging 
a couple of hundred feet in the air. You know, I, I don't know. It's a horrible situation, and it, it, it does appear as though it was not done in the best way that it could have been. And, you know, whether or not you blame Joe Biden, whether or not you say Trump could have done a better job, whether or not, you know, Barack Obama and George W. Bush also were presidents during this war. So we had our share of Republicans and Democrats all in charge who could have put an end to this. I don't know how you do it uh, a right a right way. I mean, the you know, the president is the commander in chief, but he does have obviously military experts who know a lot more than he does uh, about how to do these kinds of things. And you wonder, being the commander-in-chief, how much argument is there, actually? Or do they just take his orders because he's the commander-in-chief? Um, you know, again, these, these are guys, whether it's the defense secretary or the secretary of the Army, Navy, any of the military branches who clearly have military experience that Joe Biden or Donald Trump never had, how much do they argue with the president to say, Mr. President, this is not a good idea. This is not going to work. This is what's going to happen. You're, you're telling the American people that, that the Taliban will not be taking over these cities. It's going to happen. And, and, and he, you know, somebody obviously has his ear also saying, no, it's not. No, it's not. We're going to have, uh, you know, a smooth transition or whatever. And he ends up doing it, and we end up with the mess that we have now. But it's like I get the idea of wanting to get the military out of a war that they've been in for 20 years. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I obviously wasn't alive during the Vietnam War. But what was that like when they evacuated all those those cities? It was it, – well, it was not so much all the cities. It was Saigon. And that's why you're getting these comparisons of what's going on now, because they're saying this is like the fall of Saigon, where we had to helicopter Americans off the roof of the embassy in, in Saigon. Not, not necessarily South Vietnamese people who wanted to get out of the country. We were just trying to get the Americans out, which is still what we're kind of trying to do right now as well. But we also have the responsibility of tens of thousands of uh, interpreters who helped the U.S. over the last 20 years who probably will be killed by the Taliban when they're found. And, uh, you know, I don't know how we should have started six months ago trying to get those people out of the country if we didn't. Um, you know, it just it just seems like unless, unless you have a, a war between the two countries and they then – uh, sign an agreement to end the war and both walk away. You know, when you're the third party in, whether it's Vietnam or it's Afghanistan or even the Koreas, I mean, you know, that was one thing I read yesterday is, look, we've been in South Korea for 70 years. You know, yeah, he wanted to end 20 years in Afghanistan, but we've been in South Korea for 70 years. Why are we, and, and we're still needed there. So why are we still staying there? Yeah, well, I mean that's not an active war scene either, right? You know what I mean? There's, right. There's a big, there's a big difference. In but what's there going was on a there. time when we got out of the Korean War, right? 
uh, where it was still active, and and yet we still maintained a presence. So I don't know. The whole thing is just a it's a horrible mess. News is next at seven thirty one at Rock one hundred two. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two... It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. All month long, receive 40% off installation of windows, doors, and Yankee Home's signature one-day bath system, and always use the keyword ROCK102. Uh, Connecticut State Troopers Monday morning seized over an ounce of compressed cocaine after stopping a car for a lane violation. According to the uh, statement posted by the Connecticut State Police Troop C... Authorities uh, stopped a black Lexus for failing to stay in its lane. After speaking to the driver, troopers brought out canine officer Drago. Is it Drago or Drago? Uh, How is it spelled? D-R-A-G-O. Drago. Who signaled the vehicle contained illegal substances. Hey, there's some cocaine in there. No, they don't. They don't tell the dog that there is drugs in there. The dog tells them. So the signal is what the paw like. It could be any number of things. They, the sometimes the, the dog nose. sits down. No, the paw does not go up to the nose as though the dog is doing a line of coke. <laughs> <laughs> or he rubs his gums. Ooh, here's yeah. we found yeah. the jackpot. Yeah. yeah. No, sometimes they just sit. Yeah. Sometimes they might bark. Uh, there's any number of things, but they rarely ever. Uh, cut and snort a line. Uh, well, they should. I mean, they have to enjoy their they're, job. They're dogs. They yeah. can't do that. The troopers then reported that after searching the car, they found numerous pieces of equipment to process and package drugs, including uh, scales, uh, inositol powder? I don't know. I don't know. And several cell phones. Canine officer Yodel was called from Troop H to sniff the driver. Yodel. Yodel. Love yodels. Those were good, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They searched Were? Them. They still make them. Yeah, I haven't had one in years. Yeah, I haven't had one. You know what I find? Uh, the devil dog is is just too dry. I hate devil dogs. Mm. It's almost like somebody left a stale cake out and put whipped cream inside of in it. In the rain. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't take it. No, it's not even in the rain. It's like they left it outside in the dry desert because that's mm. how dry a devil dog that's is. That's not how the song goes. Um. Yeah, they they have a at, at Big Y anyhow, and they have a big display of Drake's cakes. Um, the Devil Dog was one I'd never cared for. The Funny Bones, I love, love the Funny Bones. And who decided, by the way, who was the genius that decided to package those by threes? Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, it used to be two. It was two for the longest time. And then somebody somebody probably said, hey, what do you think about four? Now eh, four is too cumbersome. Plus, you know, we'd have to charge twice as much. How about three? Yeah, well, you think three is not enough, so you buy two packages. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you're, like, say you're a couple, you know, who's uh, falling in love, and you're like, hey, what do you say we get some funny bones? And, you know, you buy a pack of two, and you split them. You each have one. Mm-hmm. Now you got a third one, yeah, that- and you're like... Uh, how do you decide who eats that? That's when you bring in the other chick. <laughs> you think packaging funny bones by threes created more threesomes? Hey, look, sweetie, uh, we only, we have three <laughs> of these funny bones. And there's now. only two of us. And uh, we could use an extra one to how eat. How about your sister? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. How about it? How huh? about it? Yeah. Uh, a man has been arrested on OUI charges after his car left the road Monday morning in Warwick. 
I love these stories out of Warwick. I was going to say, is this the second story this uh, week of a Warwick? Well, we're we're regionally regionalizing the news now, uh-huh. so we're uh, yeah. going up there. But this is a good one. Police say the man attempted to turn around near the scene of an earlier car crash on Orange Road and wound up sliding off the road into a ditch. Then they determined that the operator was allegedly driving under the influence of alcohol, which would be his third offense. Oh, man. The driver's also facing child endangerment, endangerment and other charges for having a child with him. Oh, boy. How about that, huh? Mm. You imagine that uh, you're driving along your road, you're almost home. You're two miles from your house. How do you know he was close to home? I don't know. I'm nah, just assuming right, okay. that uh, you're two miles away from your house. Yeah. And, uh, okay, all right, there's a roadblock here. And then the first responder tells you, hey, turn the car around. Uh, You can't go down this road. It's closed. Okay. And then as soon as you turn around, you drive right into a ditch. Mm Mm-hmm. If that accident hadn't happened, you would have made it home safe and sound. Or, or if that accident hadn't happened, you could have been the first accident Mm -hmm. and someone else might have had a problem trying to turn around. To avoid your accident. That's true. I mean, yes, I'm sure the guy probably, if it were not for the accident, might have just driven straight through. Who knew how long he was driving for before the crash? Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like you're out in the middle of nowhere. The, the The least likely place you'd be caught doing something like this, and that situation happens to you. Well, but you don't know that he's out in the middle of nowhere. You just know he's out in Warwick. Well, Warwick seems to be out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but it, but it, to people who live in Warwick, it might have some main roads. A, and, s- and a city center? Yeah, maybe not so much a, a city center. A but, trolley line? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's got that either. <laughs> if you uh, intentionally flout Northampton's mask mandate, it could cost you $1,000. The order put in place by the city's Board of Health mandates that anyone over the age of five must wear a mask over their mouth and nose at all times when inside any indoor space that is open for the public to enter and conduct business. Masks must be secured with ties or ear loops and may be removed when eating or drinking. City officials are also encouraging residents not to confront one another if they encounter violations in the mask mandate. Yeah, you know, the the technical um, moment of eating or drinking, I've often wondered about. It's like, first of all, I've, I have not been in a place yet uh, because I don't go indoors, again, to eat. I'm not going to restaurants. I'm not going to clubs. Um, and, and I don't know if you saw the story earlier this morning, too, on uh, on Mass Live. Live Nation, the uh, concert company, mm-hmm. is uh, they're going to start a mask mandate, not just for the audiences, but for the artists. So, uh, but my point was, that I haven't been somewhere where I've seen the mask so heavily enforced that they would say, hey, look, I, I know you're eating. I know you got food in front of you, okay, but you're not actually putting it in your mouth. So put your mask on until the next bite or, or until the next sip. You know, it's like mm-hmm. as long as you have a meal in front of you or have a beverage in front of you, you can take the mask off, mm-hmm. which seemingly defeats the whole purpose. I I agree with you because I think one of the stupidest things I've ever done is have a mask on my face only to walk five feet inside somewhere and to take be able to take it off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-mm. But you're also talking about, you know, we've progressed with the vaccines and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so, and you don't want to shut businesses down anymore. No. So, this is what we're doing. I guess. It is It is kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, to say, let alone the people who who insist on leaving the mask below their nose. You know, it's like, look, you might as well take it off, okay? Because you're not wearing it properly and uh, you're still spreading stuff into the air. So just just get rid of the damn thing or figure out how to do it right. And it's not that they don't, they don't figure out how to do it right. I think most people who don't have it over their nose are doing that on purpose. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or they're just doing it because... I'm doing almost what I'm required to. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But you're not. You, you, you might as well not have it on. I think they're doing it either to be defiant or because they'll say, oh, it's hard for me to breathe when it's over my nose, too. Well, some people have a hard time uh, breathing. Yeah, and some people are full of crap. Uh, if you damage someone's vehicle when they're not around, you should leave your information so the owner can contact you. And not everyone does that, and that kind of sucks, but not uh, doing anything is probably better than this. In a TikTok that's going viral, a woman says someone crashed into her car, and it isn't just a little dent. It looks like uh, borderline undrivable. Oh, boy. Pretty messed up. Like it had been sideswiped on the road, but it was in a Walmart parking lot. The person did leave a note, but they didn't leave their information. It said, sorry for the damage on your car, can't afford to fix it, but here's chocolate instead. Oh. And there were two Hershey bars next to the note, but they were on the windshield, so it melted. Oh, boy. Yeah. Insult to injury. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really dick move to do that. Well, uh, you know, uh, you're you're, again, you're making an assumption here that the person who left the candy bars was aware of the fact that uh, that the owner of the vehicle would not return in time to prevent those candy bars from melting you know i mean if you hit a car if you hit a car far away from the store door you know you can kind of uh, guess in some cases that this might be an employee's car because you know employees are not supposed to be taking customer parking spaces they're supposed to park off to the side or a further distance from the door, mm-hmm. and uh, and if you hit one of those, then you could safely assume, boy, I'd I'd love to leave them some candy bars, but I know that it'll probably melt by the time their shift is over. Have you ever had anyone leave you a bizarre note on your vehicle when you weren't around? No, I have done it. Oh, I, you do? It. Yeah, I've I've I left a note one time that said, uh, "I'm sorry, I hit your car. Um, I'm sure that I'm being watched right now, which is why I'm writing this note." But I have no intention of giving you my contact information or or helping to pay for the <laughs> to repairs to your car. Like, look yeah, like you were yeah, leaving the information, yeah. and you leave it under the you leave it under the uh, the the windshield wiper. Yeah. See, you know what though? I'd probably write down your license plate. I'd watch you do that, and then watch. You I, get in the car. I don't think you would. No, I, I don't think you'd be that diligent. I have these uh, these rude cards you leave someone if they've like taken up too much of a parking space. Mm-hmm. But then again, the, I don't put them out because you told me, well, you don't know who messed right. up the parking. Right. The guy who's in the parking space that is straddling the white line may yeah. have had to park that way because the person next to him had already done that. Right. So they're not the originator. 
They're just the imitator. Yeah, but uh, some of these cards are funny. Like, uh, hey, if uh, if those parking lines were the twin towers and your car was the plane, nine eleven would have never have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly an interesting way to look at it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be mostly uh, cloudy today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with rain showers throughout the day, high of 83. It's 65 in downtown Springfield. You want uh, nice cold brew coffee? I've tried all of them, but Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew is the best. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. And that's the news uh, and your forecast on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We have uh, tickets to see Kiss. At Kiss! The- Kiss! Oh, awesome! It's the end of the road world tour, which probably won't be the last tour, but no. it'll be the end of the road world tour at the Xfinity Theater. Uh, happening uh, this weekend, the 22nd. Uh, tickets available at LiveNation.com, but you can win a pair right now uh, if you're caller 10 at 293-1021. Good luck from Rock 102. Man, there's a, there's a video on uh, 22 News right now. of um, uh, It's apparently like some kind of a store, and they, uh, they have an alligator in it. And they have this, the alligator is in, a, is, is in an enclosed uh, an enclosure, a, a pool, a shallow pool, probably only about a foot deep, yeah. with plexiglass windows around it. And the trainer goes in. I don't know what her intention was originally uh, to do with the gator, but she's got this little stick in her hand mm-hmm. because the gator actually like moves towards her and uh, and raises its head up, and then she puts the stick under its chin to push it away, and it actually then snaps at her and grabs her by the hand and pulls her into the pool. And, you know, gators and crocodiles, they do those death rolls. Yeah. They get something, and they what they try to do is drown it. So uh, the woman, she pushes her whole body into the pool because she knows that this, you know, this gator is going to just basically twist her arm right out of the socket Ugh. and break it off. And um, then, apparently, you find out later when you read this some more, it's her husband. He jumps in and jumps on the gator's back while it's still, the gator is on its back. So the guy actually jumps on the belly of the gator. And uh, the woman is basically now, I don't know, she's not screaming. She doesn't even appear to be in pain. But the gator's got her her hand in his mouth. And... um, She's at the point now where she's even resting her head on her other hand because the gator's not moving. It's not opening its mouth, but it's not moving while her husband is on top of it, again, on, on its belly. Um, eventually, she somehow gets her hand out of the mouth of the gator and somebody behind her grabs her and pulls her out of the enclosure. Now her husband's alone with the gator. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's on the belly of it, and you know, basically he's thinking – how am I going to get out of here without this thing being able to, to, you know, come after me? And eventually he finally just makes a break for it. And the gator just lays there. It does. It doesn't even try to go after him. 
He's like, I'm not dealing with yeah, this. Yeah, I, 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 look, I would aid her, but I, I, I got nothing to do with you. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Uh, I don't go. I don't that go. Way, yeah, way. like yeah, those, that may be crocodile behavior, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, crocodile, us gators, crocodiles go both ways. <laughs> yeah. I'm only going after her. <laughs> it's 7:58 at Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Rock, it's 8.07 and the great Eddie Money on Rock 102. So they uh, they moved me into another studio because of uh, this surge in the virus, and I'm immune compromised. That's and, why I was home for 15 months. And I didn't want to be around you. Yeah, and who could blame you? Uh, but so this new, mo- this new studio they moved me into, Steve and I can talk to each other, mm-hmm. but I have to hit a button to turn the microphone on so you can hear me. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, a, mu- a, mu- a minute ago, when you said that there was 30 seconds left in the Eddie Money song, in yeah. case I didn't know it, I forgot to hit the button, but I laughed out loud. So, <laughs> LOL. Well, just, I guess yeah. it's because you never heard that song yeah, before. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that's and, what happened. An hour ago, I said, listen, you're going to have to warn me there's 30 seconds left in the song because I haven't heard any of these songs before. And listen, tomorrow morning, yeah. it'll be run an hour earlier, that same song. So keep a yeah. note well, of how long that song is at the end there. Considering, uh, for some reason, I, le- I went to bed last night uh, after 20-something years mm-hmm. of setting the alarm clock for 3.50, for some reason, last night I set it for four fifty. So when I woke up this morning and realized I was an hour late, I was like, "Oh my god, this is not going to be good." Because I knew I was going into this new studio this morning, and I had to familiarize myself with it. But uh, thank God, I think uh, most of the Massachusetts State Police were on a break. <laughs> does your uh, does your um like in your room, do you, can you see a time? Do, does yeah. your body wake up? Yes. In fact, I was. Uh, I don't like to look at the clock because I don't want to know if I only have five minutes left versus an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So I don't look. But yes, I did wake up this morning and I was thinking to myself, I actually, without opening my eyes, I reached over and touched the clock to see whether or not it was set. And it was yeah. by feel. I could tell, but you can't tell by feel what time it was set for. <laughs> you, you mean you can't go? Ooh. Oh, this feels like uh, four fifty. Yeah, four forty-five, four forty-eight. Yeah. So uh, that's what ended up happening. So there, there's um, there was a story on Mass Live last night, or on Twenty Two News rather, mm-hmm. that um, West Springfield is considering a mask mandate for school students. Most uh, most school students in this area are going to go back to school next month without being required to wear masks. Governor Baker has said that he will not uh, mandate masks, but that individual school systems can do so, unlike down in Florida where that knucklehead, uh, Ron DeSantis, says if you mandate masks in schools, you can expect that the school superintendent's not going to get paid. So in West Springfield, I believe they're having a meeting tonight to discuss this, whether or not kids should be wearing masks in schools. Um, Mass Live just came through with this story uh, in the last few minutes. The National Park Service is going to update their mask requirements to include people visiting crowded outdoor locations as well as indoor. Mm -hmm. The Park Service now requires visitors to wear masks at indoor buildings but as of now, also crowded outdoor spaces like the Cape Cod National Seashore. I was just at a national park last week. Mm-hmm. It was the uh, the Wright Brothers uh, 
monument, you know, where they flew yeah. the first airplane. Right. And you had to wear the mask, which was kind of weird because you didn't have to wear a mask anywhere else. But once you stepped foot inside that uh, federal park, mm. um, then you had to put the mask on. But I was kind of wondering about that, too, when, I, when we walked outside going, are they not requiring the mask outside? Because mm. there's a lot of people out here. Well, so. um, Massachusetts has 16 national park sites that draw nearly 6 million visitors a year. And at the end of July, the National Park Service announced Masks would be required inside buildings regardless of vaccination status. But this new requirement now includes the outdoor spaces where social distancing can't be followed. I suppose, uh, I mean, I saw this, uh, I saw this um, on Block Island a, yeah. a week or so ago where the beach was so crowded in some places, the beaches were so crowded, you couldn't social distance from one group to the next. Yeah. Um, but you know, to be, to be lying on the beach. So, so for all the people who, uh, you know, all the ladies out there who like to lay on their stomachs and unfasten their tops so they don't get that, that, that tan line uh -huh. from the strap. Imagine now you're roll, you're laying there on your back trying to get a tan yep. and you got the mask on. So you're gonna have this big square of un untanned uh, space on your face because you're wearing a mask. That that just seems a little uh, I don't know. That, that's tough. And then you got to take the mask off to go into the water because you don't want to go into the water and have the thing get wet. Then it becomes yeah. useless. Well, I mean, uh, you know, going back to the national park thing, uh, what about Yogi at uh, Jellystone National Park? Is he going to have to take his mask off when he eats out of the picnic baskets? Well, I, you know, I, I don't know that the animals are compliant with the mask regulations anyway, but um, I didn't realize 16 national park sites in Massachusetts. Yeah, that was a surprising number uh, because I, I don't know if I've ever been to any of them. What, what did you say the one on Cape Cod was? The, well, the beach. The Cape the Cod sea National the seashore. seashore. Yeah. Massachusetts Massachusetts National Parks. That's what I want to see. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a seemingly high number cuz I don't and, and they must be all out east. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they're all out east. Yeah, the Lowell National Historic Park, the well, the Adams National Park. Uh, that would be probably, I'm, I'm not looking at the whole list yet, so I don't know if that's the only one in Western Mass. Yeah. Um, uh, I scroll down. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Adams one, you've got, uh, the Boston Harbor, Cape Cod, Ashland, which is out East Ashland State Park, uh, Blackstone River National, which is in Northbridge. Ellsville Harbor Park, which is in Plymouth, Freetown, Fall River State Forest. Uh, another one. Oh, 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 the National Park Service at One Armory Square in Springfield. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I guess we, I have been to a national park. We do there. have one. Yeah. And we also have the, uh, well, not close by, but the Appalachian Trail, which is in western Massachusetts. And uh, let's see here. What is it? The Purgatory Chasm State Reservation in Sutton, Massachusetts. Ooh. I don't, know, I don't know what that is. That sounds dirty. Yeah. The Purgatory yeah. Chasm. Hey, you're in the Purgatory Chasm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
wearing a mask on the beach. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe you just don't go to the beach. You know. Well, I mean that, that certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't be the one. But it's like you know. So now you're gonna be like, uh, do we have chairs? Yes. Towels? Yes. Sunscreen? Yes. Uh, masks? What? Masks. Not going. To, not going to the beach to wear a mask. We're not going scuba diving. You mean you? You don't mean mask. You mean uh, First Amendment killer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a. I have a flask. Is that good enough? Well, the flask could be if you just covered your mouth with it the yeah, entire time. Exactly. I guess you'd be protected. Or you know, like I said, if you're a diver, I suppose uh, you can take take uh, your uh, diving mask, keep it hooked up to the oxygen. There you go. You won't look stupid then, as long as your nose and face and your uh, mouth is covered. Yeah, yeah. You look like a you look like one of them CPAP uh, gas suckers. Hey, hey, hey! I'm one of those. Yeah, well, but not on the beach. No, but uh, it's still a very sensitive thing for me to talk about. You ever have somebody? Well, then uh, why'd you bring it up? You well, you brought it up. I didn't. I didn't say you were a, a CPAP gas sucker. Well, I was offended by your remark. <laughs> Well, I'm part of an exclusive club here. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, there's yeah. a there's only the people who can't sleep unless they have sleeping gas pumped in. It's them. not gas; Please. it's air. Oh my god, that is such a misnomer. Either way, um, how how is it that how is it that people will believe that uh, a vaccine has a tracking chip in it that knows exactly where you're going, mm-hmm. or or that uh, or that the Democrats are running a pedophilia ring out of the back of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. But I can't get this, uh, I can't get this theory I have to become viral when it makes perfect sense. Because it's not true. <laughs> I know it's not true, but neither are the other two things I mentioned, and yet millions of people believe those things. Well, you know, I mean, well, how is it Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, those kinds of people can become these these rumor mongers and get people to believe them? I'm just trying to get people to believe that a CPAP machine helps you to sleep because it's pumping sleeping gas into you. Uh, Alex Jones is a big guy. He might have a sleep apnea, and maybe yeah. he believes in those so much that he doesn't touch that subject because he doesn't want to see his precious CPAP machine taken away from the by the government. I want I want one of my theories to become viral. I want that one to become viral. I don't think uh, you have uh, viral material in you. I think I'm as virable as anybody else. I think you uh, might have other viruses, yeah. uh, but not mm. uh, viral. But but seriously, I, I why I should be able to have a group of people who believe me. That's what I first thing I need is followers. It's yeah, one see, thing to have listeners. I got to have followers. Yeah. See, if you're not on uh, the social media. That's where a lot of those theories come from. Yeah, and since know. they're written down and then other people comment on them and interact with the discussion, then people tend to get more, uh, I don't know, uh, passionate about it, if you will. I want to get followers the old-fashioned way. I want to earn them. You want to earn? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they don't necessarily have to be online. And I'm not talking about like the people who came to the work releases every week. Oh, those were your favorite yeah, followers. Yeah, those were my followers. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 8.20 at Rock 102. There's never been two. So uh, I, I told you, I, uh, I golfed yesterday at uh, Chickabee Country Club. 
It was the barking dog. Uh, yeah, right, right. Played 18 holes. Uh, a friend of mine from the villages is up for for a couple of weeks, so he and I played. Most, I, I would say that most golf courses, at least, uh, I played Franconia earlier this uh, summer, which I have not played in years and years. And most golf courses are in very nice shape because of all that damn rain that we had uh, in the first half of summer. So uh, Chigabee was uh, beautiful yesterday. The the weird thing out there is, and it's not a weird thing, it's a cool thing, I guess. They have in their carts, they have uh, electronic systems. You can either do your scoring on that, uh, or you can, you know, you get a map of the holes and the distances to the greens mm-hmm. and the distances to the to the holes. Right. And um, it also has a geofencing system in it, I think. Because if you go, if you drive the cart to a place that you're not supposed to, it stops. Oh, really? The, yeah. Well, it, it, it will it will oh, yeah, tell I, you you can't go here, and then it moves at about one mile an hour. Yeah, that actually, uh, I did experience that uh, probably about four or five years ago over at the uh, the ranch. Four or five years ago? Yeah. I didn't know they had that kind of technology back then. Well, it was at the ranch, so uh, I'm sure they had they have much nicer equipment yeah. than lots of other places, but yeah. Uh, no, it was it, the the thing came to a dead stop. Yeah, and then you had to almost back up. You almost had to push it yourself, like a Fred Flintstone type well, of thing with your foot. Th- get- this one, this one, you'll it'll stop you, and then it moves at like one mile an hour. And 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 if you put it in reverse and back up, it'll it'll it takes a few seconds, and then you hear this little beep beep, and then it goes to regular speed. Um. So so yesterday. We're, uh, I, I went to a place clearly where I wasn't supposed to on the other side of a green. And, uh, so I'm backing up, you know, and it backs up at like one mile an hour and there's, uh, some busybody who's, uh, playing behind us. And, uh, I mean, he's, you know, a safe distance behind us. He's a good two shots behind us. And, uh, he, he makes it his uh, mission to drive up to me and tell me, you're going to be spending a lot of time driving backwards if you don't pay attention to that thing and not go where you're supposed to be. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Thank you very much. And he turns around and he leaves. And he comes back again like uh, two minutes later. And I don't even remember what he said, but he made another, you know, a secondary comment. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go, all right, pal, I got your message the first time. I know that when I'm going a mile an hour, I'm somewhere I'm not supposed to be. Message received. Now go mind your own business. You said that? No, I didn't say it. I wanted to say it. I should have said it. They should have went with jerk store. Yeah, you know, and I could have said that I was having sex with his wife. His wife's in a coma. (laughs) 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 News is next. It's 825 at Rock 102. Hey, Banks, let's talk about two true icons. And it's time for news brought to you by Table and Vine. Find the best deals in town and expert advice only at Table and Vine on Riverdale Street in West Springfield or at tableandvine.com. You know, actually, just for a second here before we get too far away from it, that last commercial we just ran for the uh, the 99, I remember the first time I heard that uh, talking about the beer garden, and I was like, he he didn't say which one. He didn't say which one. Mm. It's all of them. 
It's actually kind of cool. I saw the one in Chicopee. They they have uh, they cordoned off a certain amount of parking spaces. Uh, I believe it's all the handicapped ones, and uh, <laughs> it's not it's it. not the handicapped ones. Right. Uh, and and they put up a tent, and uh, it's it's cool. It's a it's a little I I don't know. I didn't stop, so I don't know if there's full service out there. There might be. But it, it, it's uh, it's kind of neat, you know. A lot of restaurants, obviously, because of the pandemic, uh, either didn't have outdoor dining and needed to design some kind of place to put it, and that's what the ninety nine did. I haven't seen the one in Enfield or East Longmeadow, for that matter, but I saw the one in Chicopee. Well, shouldn't they change their name to a hundred since there's one more reason to go to ninety nines now? Um, no, because uh, you know ninety nine is always better than a hundred. Right, but did they take away one reason to go uh, no, I don't to 99 think so. again to no. replace the so they just still can't, have 99? But you can't enjoy all of them at the same time anyway. Be just, you'd be too busy. The uh, Taliban have seized power in Afghanistan two weeks before the U.S. is set to complete its troop withdrawal after a costly two-decade war. The insurgents stormed across the country, capturing all major cities in a matter of days as Afghan forces trained and equipped by the U.S. and its allies melted away. President Asarif Ghani fled the country on Sunday, and the Taliban rolled into the capital, Kabul, or... As 22 News says. Kabul. Yeah. The uh, U.S. and its allies still hold Kabul Kabul International Airport, where they are scrambling to evacuate civilians and diplomats on military aircraft. Many are worried for what comes next for Afghanistan. You know, the weird thing is, by by watching uh, NBC News and ABC News every night, just the 6.30 newscast... Mm -hmm. I don't watch MSNBC, so I don't – you see these reporters doing these stories, and first of all, you, you, you think to yourself, look at, look at all the people that are trying to get out of that country, and these ABC or NBC news reporters are going in. You know, they've, they've obviously getting a plane somewhere. Then they're getting a, a ride somewhere to drive all over town to do these stories. But you wonder how much work are they putting in because now that many of these networks do have secondary 24-7 news outlets as well, these these guys are probably working around the clock, you know, because they're on different shows at different times throughout the day. But yet, I watched last night, and uh, NBC News, Richard Engel, who's on, uh, on location in Kabul, uh, the video they showed last night on NBC, NBC News was the same video they showed Sunday night. It was basically him showing the same story. They were showing this uh, beauty parlor that, uh, you know, they had video of it when it was in business and people were in there, women were in there getting uh, all prettied up. And now that the Taliban has come in, the, uh, the beauty parlor is closed, the windows were all covered, and in fact there was a man taking down the signs but it was the same video from Sunday. And I'm like, you know, aside from needing to fill 24 seven programming on MSNBC, you got a 90 second story here running on this 22 minute newscast at six 30 at night. And you don't have fresh video. And they do this a lot. This isn't, this wasn't a single observation. I've noticed this a lot where you'll see the same video from one day to the next. Because I don't think most people pay attention, and I think that it's a, a form of laziness on the part of the uh, the news organization 
to continue to do that, especially when you have field reporters on the ground. Well, it could be laziness. It could also be uh, security. You know, they might not have had new video because they're busy trying to get the hell out of the country now uh, without getting stopped by the Taliban, even though the Taliban is, from what I saw on this other video last night, they are letting foreigners leave. They're only they're only keeping Afghan citizens and then, you know, presumably killing the ones that they believe to have been um, either police or military. So are they uh, releasing the jukebox heroes for the foreigners? Uh, they are, in fact, yeah, because they don't they don't believe in jukeboxes either. But it, you know, it's just it's kind of weird. I you know to think about how much money we spent. And I mentioned this yesterday, so I'm almost doing the same thing I'm accusing them of doing. Uh, for all the time, over 20 years, that we spent creating a generation of fighters, giving them all of this equipment, all of this intelligence, and presumably, you know, the minute the Taliban comes into a town, the, uh, the Afghan military is like, oh, sorry, here, take our guns. You know, they're not shooting at the Taliban. They're not trying to defend the cities or the territories, they're basically just surrendering. And, and Well, they did in, have the, uh, the sign that said, free candy in my van. Uh, well. And they were enticing the, uh, free candy in van. Oh, yeah, I don't that. know the Taliban falls for that one anymore. But, um, you know, and, and, and some of them are being executed right there on the spot. I haven't seen anything about the Taliban taking prisoners. So, you know, if, if you've got a gun... And you know the Taliban's here now, and you know most likely what your fate is going to be. Open fire, man. Save one bullet for yourself yeah. and open fire and defend yourself. At least, you know, if you take out two or three of them, granted, there's, I can't remember the numbers now. I think they said there's like 300,000 Afghan soldiers to. I don't remember if it was 20,000 or 40,000 Taliban members, but they far outnumber the Taliban. But uh, but nevertheless, they don't have the will to fight. So they're, they're not. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not in that situation, and I think we're all lucky that we're not. We don't mm -hmm. live in that kind of society right. where you would just be overpowered by, you know, the— insurgents coming in you know well I mean? I mean we kind of experienced it a little bit on january 6th but thankfully it didn't happen a uh Chicopee woman is dead after springfield police found her with several stab wounds on balden street on wednesday hamden district attorney spokesman jim lyden uh, said that the victim is 25 year old brianna boisel of Chicopee. according to the springfield police uh ryan walsh spokesperson ryan walsh Police were called to Baldwin Street around 8.55 p.m. Wednesday night for a report of a woman injured in an incident. When they arrived, officers found the woman with several stab wounds and began first aid on her. The woman died at the scene from her injuries. Springfield Police Homicide Unit and the Hamden District Attorney's Office Murder Unit are looking into the cause. Anyone with information is asked to call the Detective Bureau. They can also anonymously text a tip by texting crimes and then typing solve for your help. A pedestrian was hit by a motor vehicle in Northampton on Sunday, according to Northampton Police Sergeant Golick. Around 12.31 p.m., crews responded to Main and Masonic Streets for a person who was hit by a vehicle. The person was taken to a local hospital and was expected to be okay. The accident is being investigated to determine whether the person was in a crosswalk. You know, that uh, text-a-tip thing, 
it's kind of weird. I never um, yesterday I needed to reschedule a doctor's appointment from today because I'm uh, I'm going to play golf and uh, you know golf is more important than my health. Of course. So um, uh, I call and you know of course it's the Bay State Medical uh, System that I'm involved in, and uh, you actually get a message that says. If you're looking to cancel or reschedule an appointment, text your name and the reason to this particular number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, really? I never did that before, but it sure beats the hell out of staying on hold for 45 minutes, waiting for the next available person because we're experiencing a large volume of calls today. No, you're not. You're experiencing the exact same number of calls you get every day. You just don't hire enough people to answer the phones. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, so I, uh, I I go to reschedule the appointment that was supposed to be today, August 17th, and it sends me back a text that says the uh, next available appointment is on February 13th. Yeah, 2022. You imagine that? Oh, just the day before Valentine's Day. At least you have time to. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's six months away. Yeah. Well, what, what if I was going to the doctor and he was going to tell me you have six months to live? By the way, see the secretary on the way out. She'll reschedule you yeah. for a follow up. Yeah, we'll see you in five and three quarter months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just before you die. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tropical storm Fred has weakened to a depression as it spreads heavy rains over the southeastern U.S. No deaths have been reported from Fred, though thousands of Florida panhandle residents are without power and a tornado watch is in effect in Georgia. Meanwhile, the National Hurricane Center says Grace has strengthened again into a tropical storm, drenching Haitians in the aftermath of Saturday's earthquake. Forecasters now say Grace could become a hurricane later as it moves through the Caribbean towards Mexico. For now, it's still centered over Haiti's disaster area, dumping extremely heavy rain and causing flooding. I'm sure that won't cause any problems. You know, it's just what you talk about the people in Afghanistan and not living under those circumstances, thankfully. I mean, the people in Haiti, it's just insult to injury. Virtually everything is destroyed in the town where the epicenter was, which is not as populated as the one that happened 10 years ago. But nevertheless, People live there, right. and all the homes are destroyed. And if they're not destroyed, they're damaged, and people aren't going back into them because they're afraid of, uh, of aftershocks. And then on top of that, you get a deluge. It's like, ugh, what next? Uh, I don't know. Uh, zombies? Zombies. You'd almost welcome zombies at this uh, point. Murder hornets? Ah, the murder hornets are nothing to worry about. Wildfires? Well, of course, you couldn't have that with all the rain, No, but still. No, true. Uh, U.S. health experts are expected to recommend COVID-19 vaccine boosters for all Americans, regardless of age, eight months after they receive their second dose of the shot. The goal is to ensure protection against the COVID coronavirus as the Delta variant spreads across the country. That's according to two people familiar with the matter who spoke to the Associated Press on a condition of anonymity to discuss internal deliberations. An announcement was expected as soon as this week, with doses to begin, uh, beginning to be administered widely once the FDA formally approves the vaccines. That action is expected for the Pfizer shot in the coming weeks. Among the first to receive them could be healthcare workers, nursing home residents, and other older Americans who were some of the first Americans to be vaccinated back in December. 
Global health officials, including the World Health Organization, have called on wealthier and more vaccinated countries to hold off on booster shots to ensure the supply of first doses for the people in the developing world. Yeah, they pointed out on the news the other night, there's a difference between a booster and a third dose. You know, this is this is being called a booster uh, by the media, and and it's really not. They're talking about a third dose for the uh, for the immune compromised. So, well, isn't every dose a booster? Of I don't the first? think so. No, they made it sound the other night like it's it's chemically or biologically different mm-hmm. than just another dose of the same things you got twice already. I thought that was the whole definition of booster was just another shot of the same stuff. No, I, I'm going I'm to I'm look that up because I don't think that's true at all. I think uh, I think the word booster, let me go over here now. Well, they, uh, they also uh, help athletic clubs throughout the area. Yeah, yeah, you got those kinds of boosters as well. Uh, let's see. News about boosters. Uh, an additional dose of vaccine needed periodically to boost the immune system. For example, a booster shot of the tetanus and diphtheria, uh, is recommended for adults every 10 years. But is it chemically, biologically, exactly the same thing as the original dose? That's what I'm guessing. Oh, you see, you're guessing. Well, if the definition is guess what? You make a, a G out of uh, U and S. A G? Yeah. Well, it's not. You know, it's not like making an ass out of you and me. Right. I I don't know what you you're getting at here. I'm getting at the fact that the boosters are not what you think they are. Additional dose of a vaccine. Okay. That could be uh, the same vaccine. That's could be. Because they didn't distinct when you go in for the two shots for for the initial one. You know, the initial shot. Hmm. You're getting the same thing the second time. You're just it's getting like a, more of it. It's like a second bowl of Rice Krispies. Well, you, yeah, you're yeah. getting all the same nutrients and vitamins, right? Uh, but if you have Cocoa Krispies on the third one, <laughs> exactly. then you're getting the really now, good stuff. Now you're mixing and matching. Yeah. Now, now all the recipes have changed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, A man in Missouri was caught shoplifting from a Kohl's store on Saturday, so the police were called. When they showed up, the man hopped in a stolen car and then rammed it into the patrol car and got away. He was later involved in a head-on collision and then fled on foot. He attempted another carjacking and was caught by police. They handcuffed him, shackled his ankles, and placed him in the back of the patrol car. The police stepped away to investigate, and while they were gone, the guy got his uh, cuffed hands in front of him, broke through the cage between the back seat and the front seat and managed to steal the patrol car. While he was shackled? Yeah. He crashed that car. He's he's Batman. He is Batman. Well, he he kept making the calls. Yeah, I know. Well, they kept calling 911. He crashed that car and attempted to carjack another. That didn't work out, so he broke into a house in the neighborhood, stole a key for a personal watercraft, and was attempting to steal that when police caught up with him again. He then jumped into the water, still cuffed and shackled, and the police jumped in after him and finally took him into custody. He's facing at least 11 charges. This is crazy. Uh, First of all, his biggest problem is he doesn't know how to drive. Well, but he does know how to get out of sticky situations. Well, yes, but if he knew how to drive, he wouldn't be in sticky situations. Well, he also uh, is trying to steal Cole's cash. Yeah, but I I don't know how he got the cage out of the police car. I mean that uh, we're probably talking about a guy on PCP, you know, who's got 
incredible strength because to pull a well, I mean, it depends. You know, ba- back in the day, those were metal cages. Then they became plexiglass cages because they didn't want you spitting through the the metal to the cop in the front seat. So it could have been. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't get how he how he got out of there. If he was handcuffed, even getting your hands out from behind your back to your front, uh, and you're shackled as well. Although they might not have, they probably didn't hog tie him. That's what you're supposed to do. Hog tie. Yeah. We're going to hog tie you, boy. If a person gets that out of control mm-hmm. that they need arm and leg restraints, they're usually hog tied. I would never want to be hog tied. No, I wouldn't choose to be hog tied. Well, maybe depending on what situation it is. Well, but, uh, for the most, you know, if somebody's restraining me uh, in order to uh, keep me calm. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be hugged. No, that is not going to keep me calm. But if you want to do it somewhere else, mm. you know, for some other reason. Yeah, but then you got to be careful because you got the kickstand. <laughs> you don't want to knock yourself <laughs> over. Exactly. Uh, most people tip delivery drivers, but what if you order food and you go pick it up? Should you still leave a tip or are you just giving all your money away for no good reason? Someone polled over 8,000 people, and most of us do still leave a tip, at least sometimes. 67% said yes, they do. The other 33% said they never leave a tip or don't order takeout. So how much should you tip for pickup? The most popular answer was 10 to 15%, but one around one in three people tip way more than that. I, I don't. I did it the other day, and, and I generally don't. If I'm going to go and pick up food... Um, and it's only being handled by the cook and the cashier yeah. without any wait staff in between. I don't think you're obliged to tip. Uh, I, uh, think you absolutely are because that person is running all of those orders all night long. Who? The person handling the food orders, the one who's the one at the, the register, the one taking the orders, the one to going to the back of the kitchen, the one bringing it back out to the uh, the pickup area. No, see, but that's just it. You're not tipping all of those. Well, I mean, the owners might be pooling the tips, yeah, and it might be going uh, evenly distributed to all of them. But you know, if I'm, I don't know, I don't know. If there's somebody delivering it from the kitchen to my table. And I'm eating, and I'm saying, you know, can I have another napkin, please? Can I have the salt? Can I have the ketchup? You know, and the person is running back and forth. And yes, that person deserves to be tipped. But now, also, there are many restaurants where the waiter or waitress who takes your order isn't necessarily the person who brings you the food because they might be busy. No, but like you said, the pool tip thing probably mm-hmm. happens a lot more often than not. Yeah, and that's and that's cool if I'm eating in. If I'm getting takeout, uh, I I, I tip know. all the time because those well, people you're are obviously much uh, better uh, tax bracket than I am. It's not about the tax bracket; it's about the appreciation of the person putting the stuff together for you. They're working hard, and you know there's not a lot of people working in those jobs right now. So those people who are doing those jobs are working extra hard. You don't see that though, do you? Listen, you're not going to shame me into this thing. Well, again, you're looking through the world. You're looking at the world through John O'Brien colored glasses. Yes. Yes. Those are the glasses that I look through the world at. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice to appreciate those those folks who are doing that job. And that's why I always say thank you. 
Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. I'm not even going to get into this with you. I can't believe you're such a horrible individual. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with uh, rain showers possible, high of 83. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Are you interested in renovating or building a commercial or business? You didn't tell me when it was 30 seconds. I'm only familiar with the Elton John version of that. Oh, I'm, I apologize for that, John. I will make sure that I correct that tomorrow morning when I, it plays again. I, I, no, I don't know when that's going to play again. Yeah. Well. Probably at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Um. I'm looking here at uh, 22 News, mm-hmm. and they are doing—they're doing a story that Mass Live. Now, this is what's weird: Mass Live that we always make fun of as being a day or two late. Um, 22 News is now doing a story that Mass Live did last week. That is the Cannabis Cup competition coming to Massachusetts. The Cannabis Cup. Yeah. Over the next two months, marijuana consumers across Massachusetts will sample and scrutinize buds, edibles, pre-rolled joints, and more from growers and manufacturers around the state to declare the winner of the first publicly judged Massachusetts Cannabis Cup. I'm in. Yeah. Working with uh, Netta and other Bay State retailers, longtime counterculture magazine High Times is bringing the fabled cable cu- uh, Cannabis Cup competition to Massachusetts, um, it originated when hand-selected judges would get together to judge strains for a few days in Amsterdam back in the 80s. And uh, so there are 2,000 kits going out across the state mm-hmm. that you have to pay for. Judging kits become available August 21st as participating retailers open for business, and Netta would be you know, one of them. And you you go and and I think it's a first come first serve kits range in pre tax cost from one hundred and nineteen to two hundred and thirty nine dollars depending mm-hmm. on the category, and will include as much product as Massachusetts regulations will allow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what about uh, medical? Uh, no, this is not about uh, the difference between medical yeah. versus recreational. I'm not going to participate if I have to pay taxes on it. Come on. What? You really think there are people out there who are so bothered by the price of the tax that they're not going to partake? Yes. I find that hard to believe. It's like, what, 15%. It's ridiculous. Oh, I know. I know. It's high because that's, you know, what the state thought they would do to say, well, we tried to keep it out and we couldn't, so at least we made it more expensive and almost uh, unaffordable for some people. This is why I got the medical card. So I didn't have to pay taxes, and I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, but the cost of the medical card is how much? Yeah, it's 125 hours, but but you and it's w- a big but outweigh the cost. It's like joining. It's like the people who spend money to join like an Elks Club or a Moose Club. You're spending money to save money on your alcoholism. Yeah, well, but if you're a, but if you're a good, well-established alcoholic, then it's cost-effective. See, for someone like me who I, I thought I was going to get more into this whole cannabis thing, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not. So the amount of money that I was spending on a medical marijuana card was not working to my advantage on saving taxes because I wasn't buying enough. Yeah, but the medical strains are better than the uh, eh, see, but the public. But I don't, 
your your definition of better, I have yet to partake of any cannabis that didn't make me feel like I was dysfunctional. I I I want something that I can take that will just make me that'll take the edge off, you know, but make me completely capable of maintaining the same level of activity I would completely uh completely straight. You want uh you want something like a summer breeze. See, I I don't I bet I bet if I tried a summer breeze, I would still be like, "Oh man, I can't do anything right now." No, but you want the summer breeze to make you feel fine. Oh, uh, well, like blowing through the okay. jasmine in your yeah, mind. Now, now I need to get high. It's 8.59 at Rock 102. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, Crazy Jay. I'm picking my pre-owned vehicle here out of this vending machine. Vending machines are for snack packs and smoke my cookies, not pre-owned vehicles. What do I do? Gil Toyota has more inventory of cars and trucks than most dealers in our area. Can I see your inventory and even buy online? GilToyota.com. To those who step up to work the sunrise shift, power through the double shifts, or conquer the overnighters, McDonald's wants to serve you a tasty breakfast at a great price. Pick two for $2. Choose between a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Or enjoy two sausage 